0: Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app, or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail dot com. Hello and welcome, everyone! Thank you so much for joining back and listening here. Uh, there aren't any uh, different environmental announcements for this podcast episode so I'm going to just proceed to the next segment which is headlines from the hemispheres as you know or if you're new to the Greener Thoughts program here it's where I cover all types of different environmental news headlines from all over the globe whether it's northern hemisphere southern hemisphere no matter the country I will cover it and I usually talk about three different headlines So the first headline I'm going to cover is out of South Africa, and it's about an environmental activist and some recently uh, troubling and disturbing news regarding her. So South African environmental activist shot dead in her home. Theguardian.com had this story, and they have a whole section on their page devoted to... uh, Different environmental activists who have died in the line of duty, trying to protect whatever uh, territory or ecosystem, whether it be water, land, what have you, um, and they've died unfortunately. And one of the recent deaths was out of South Africa, from a a woman who's a longtime environmental activist, and she was against the extension building of this coal mine near her home. And she was killed for it. And I'm I'm sorry for in advance for butchering her name if I mispronounce anything. Um, but it looks like um, Fikile, um Shengase, and she was 65 years old. And she uh, was in a long-term legal dispute with this operation of this mine that was being built. Um, near uh, one of the uh, oldest nature reserves in Africa, and her lawyer did say that she was a quote courageous activist, and she really fought against the expansion of this coal mine, and she was a prominent member of her community environmental justice organization. And a, an, another report that had come out about activists' deaths, environmental activists, had showed that in July 2020, it presented information um, of all around the world, all those who were killed defending their land and the environment in 2019. The total was 212 uh, people, uh, up nearly 30% from the previous year's 116 uh, for count. And next is some news out of Japan regarding emissions targets. So Japan to set emission ambition of net zero by 2050 uh, from uh, Nikkei. And Reuters.com had the story. And this is very good news um, uh, from Japan because they are pledging to reduce uh, so much of their greenhouse gas emissions to essentially net zero by 2050. And the new prime minister had a lot to do with that. He announced plans to uh, his different uh, lawmakers and others. Uh, And uh, this is really great news because Japan kind of has a history uh, of uh, being a nation to still support coal in some respects, you know, still building coal plants uh, in its country. It's one of the only G7 nations to uh, do so. So this is great that it's being on target and wants to switch things up uh, with regards to emissions and being net zero. And then, lastly, is a story out of Peru and it is about hummingbirds. So, how one of the world's rarest hummingbirds is helping save the cloud forests of Peru, HuffPost.com had this story. Uh, Peru is a champion in I think many people's eyes when it comes to uh, conservation, reforestation, protecting wildlife and they have been a shining example of improved uh, agricultural practices and preservation of culture when it comes to protecting the habitat of many species of animals that live in Peru. And we see that animals and humans benefit uh, when we can treat the habitats that surround them and that the people live in uh, very respectfully. And you know, it wasn't always like that, but thank goodness it now has become that. Uh, one of the longtime conservationists um, or conservationists, uh, Mr. Constantino Alca. He was one of the main birdwatchers in Peru for a long time, for more than 30 years, and he has been saving the hummingbirds for a very long time. He actually proposed the idea of a nature reserve in the area back in 2003, and eventually people started to come around and volunteer their land for reforesting and opening up to the idea of saving the hummingbirds, namely a particular species. Between the years 2005 and 2006, uh, ECOAN ECOAN uh, planted 11,000 native trees for the uh, particular species of, hum- of hummingbird, the marvelous uh, Spatula Spet- tail um, hummingbird, and other species too. Both ECOAN and the American Bird Conservancy have been tracking the species of the marvelous spatula tail and thanks to you know the work of one uh, determined uh conservationalist who i mentioned um mr aka and the community they're willing to and able to protect the habitats of the rare and marvelous spatula tail hummingbird and other animals as well Generally, I don't do uh, too much covering of a uh, city's, even though I probably should. Um, in in research, uh, it it is uh, so expansive, so many different research subjects to uh, touch upon, and this one is a bit mix of city and a little bit of a political. A face to it, and I think anyone who's involved in progressive issues or fights for them or votes. Um, More progressively or champions those type of issues, maybe you'll uh, really take kindly to this episode. And even if you're in the UK or maybe not in the UK, you'll understand a little bit of um, how some of the most progressive cities, how they become better, um, how, uh, you know, certain cities, they excel at certain issues uh, because they face them head on and they look at the uh, the all the different facets of whatever the issue is, whether it's equal pay, or environmental um, steps that they're trying to reach in their city, or things concerning immigrants. Um, some would consider these also social issues, which is uh, you know mainly what I focus on um, in my work and in what I, I research too. But uh, I like this um, topic, and I'm I'm not. Um, I'm not one who shies away from political issues at all, um, especially um, you know being in the Green Party. Um, and I, I wanted to focus on uh, the UK a little bit. I do every now and again do some podcast episode about the UK. and so I'm gonna do that again um, for all my listeners in the UK. Um, Even those in other parts of the world. Maybe you'll also consider this episode especially viable. And mainly, you know, if you maybe live in a society or have an economy that's not capitalist, like it may be socialist, maybe you will um, really value um, the information that's in this podcast episode. So I'm going to get started, and we're going to look at, uh, first off, how can progressiveness in a city even be measured? So we're going to look at some fresh data, and it all started from a survey uh, from different cities, and it ranked Bath, the uh, city, the most progressive, thanks partly to its recycling rates and its gender pay gap. And there were 50 different cities that were scored, and Bath ranked the highest partly, again, to its recycling rates. Uh, it, It definitely has high voter turnout and has a mix of different types of restaurants, like your vegan and vegetarian types of restaurants. The Uh, different types of criteria that the researchers focused on they were seven different uh, types of I guess yardsticks or parameters that were informing their findings so in all these cities they looked at different measurements like for example uh, number one they looked at the recycling rates of the cities number two the gender pay gap Um, also a voter turnout number three and number four the number of Women working in local government. And then the number of vegetarian and vegan restaurants. And then number six, the number of low emissions vehicles registered. And then number six is internet search terms. Pretty unique. Now they ranked all the different cities. Uh, These are, of course, the UK's 10 most progressive cities according to bank rate. And number one was Bath. And number two was Bristol. Number three was uh, Leicester. L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R. Four was Cambridge. Number five was Exeter. And number six was Oxford. Number seven uh, was um, Newcastle. Uh, Upon Thigh, I think is the word. Um, And then... Uh, number eight is norwich number nine is leeds and then number 10 is uh, brighton uh, and hove so both of uh, those and then there were some other um figures that were pretty notable as well um like when it came to the equal pay um parameter that um, wakefield in west uh, yorkshire really excelled um of a lot of the different places in Chestershire um, in West um, Sussex and then uh, even Salford in Great Manchester those even had high ratings too Uh, there were uh, different um, cities as well that really ranked highly as far as female representation and local government which is what we want to see that's very progressive that's very much forward thinking that's very positive so Brighton and Hove um, Winchester, uh, Wolverhampton, Hampton, Manchester, uh, Nottingham, all of those scored the maximum points in the category of female representation in local government, but only Brighton and Hove made it to the top 10 ranking. In uh, looking at the uh, different um Factors or issues that make the progressive uh, s- uh spectrum or make up that um facet of thinking, there are some similarities to um some democratic issues um because a lot of times um you know democratic issues they tie into social and economic issues. And I I learned this through a video because, um, you know, Republicans, they have uh, different uh, mindsets and ideals and things that they hold near and dear to their hearts. And so what Democrats end up having to do is to, um, all the issues that, you know, Democrats, that Republicans, for example, don't care about, uh, all the the margins and different populations of people that aren't um okay with what the republicans are doing that makes up uh the democratic party like uh for example women's issues or women's rights or lgbtqia issues or immigrant issues or um just any other type of issue from a marginalized community or population of people those are going to uh most often you know make up your democrats some people who are maybe independents or libertarians, for example, or Greens, um, you know, everybody else it kinda fits in where they fit in. And um, you know, that doesn't have to necessarily be on a spectrum of what a Democrat, you know, would would support or what a Republican would support. I'm all for whoever listens to this podcast to to fit in or not fit in wherever you fit in on the political spectrum. And I wanted to look at this episode and, you know, just talk about the different uh, progressive issues and social issues that matter and figure out how your city, you know, compares, where you live compares. Um, I know that in um, my county, um, in in Prince George's County um, here in Maryland, that um, it's definitely um, got a mix, but it's... More often than not, like, Democrat-leaning, for sure. And there are other parts in other counties in the state that are Democratic-leaning. But also, we have a Republican uh, governor right now. So, that wasn't really the case, you know, many moons ago. So, even though our state is definitely blue, we're switching it up and having, you know, someone who's a Republican who is... You know, he's not bad, but he's not good on certain issues. And, you know, for example, a prime thing is education. You know, cutting educational funds is, I wouldn't say it's a clear clear, clear uh, cut Republican issue or Republicans care so much more about education. That's a universal issue. Everyone should be educated. Everyone should be able to have access to healthy, viable, and, and powerful educational uh, tools and methods in schools and have funding to do so. And... Um, I, I think that's one of the flaws of his presidency, but he's also, um, big on business and, you know, making sure that people can uh, have a business and sustain that and have the tools to do so. He's also great with other issues too, but those are just ones that stick out in my mind. He's also, you know, a one... Um, who doesn't, you know, play around when it comes to, you know, protecting everyone um, when it comes to the coronavirus. And he wants to make it, you know, easy for people to, um, you know, get the vaccine and to follow orders and to to do everything that they're supposed to do. So uh, I want to look at a few different um, things as far as uh, issues that uh, maybe everyone can connect on. And I found this really great site called socialprogress.org. And it had many different values, uh, and uh, these are the more general ones, but they're more broken up, Um, and I'll get to those a little bit later. But as far as the values, I think that everyone can uh, come together on, for example, environmental quality is a big one. And in that category, it talked about things like greenhouse gas emissions, particulate matter biome protection, um, outdoor air pollution, uh, attributable deaths, so much. And also it had other types of categories um, that are uh, very much... Um, humanistic in nature. These w- are what make us human. Uh, but uh, there were different scores depending on which country you lived in, you know, across the world. So many different countries had so many ranging uh, scores. So you can kind of compare where your country is. Um, you can look at, um, you know, things like access to advanced education, inclusiveness, uh, health and wellness, shelter, personal safety, personal rights personal freedom, personal choice, access to basic knowledge, uh, water and sanitation, and also nutrition and basic medical care. I think these are all um, uh, equitable uh, issues that everyone, regardless of your political ties or affiliations, can be on board with. You know, you want to score as high as possible. Um, Progressives, I I found on on another site, this um, definition of what it means to I guess be a progressive and where it initially started. And it pulled a few different books together for, as to put the, together the definition of uh, some, one of the books was Activists in City Hall published in 2010 and then The Progressive City in, in from, um, from 1986. And it talked about how progressives worry about inequality And advocate to reduce it and then they try to open up government to uh, wider citizen participation. Now I've always thought of uh, progressive ideals and thoughts and movements as being more popular or forward-thinking or advanced or modern but also futuristic things that uh, make sense to do. For example, uh, raising the minimum wage It makes sense that it should be raised, you know, past um, $7.25. You know, in your state, it may differ. In Maryland, it's $11.25. But there are states uh, here in the U.S. where the uh, minimum wage is higher than the federal one at $7.25. You know, there are states minimum wage that's $9, $10, $12, etc. and $0.25 more. There are states where the minimum wage is the same as on the federal level, and then there are states that have, um, you know, lower minimum rates where, of course, the federal rate applies. And then uh, they don't have are states where there aren't any minimum uh, wage rates, and therefore the federal rate still applies. And then there are other states where there is a special minimum wage. So, Um, getting all states on board is a totally different issue. I wish, uh, the minimum, uh, wage was like higher. And there are other, uh, issues that are important too. Um, some of the ones that I highlighted from this specific site were, uh, universal background checks for gun purchases. There should be, a universal background checks for gun purchases among many other things. There should be background checks and ID checks, psychological exams, people should be able to pay a fee, um, and should be able to wait wait some time before getting a gun. I just saw a video on YouTube about um this kid. He well he's not a kid anymore, but he was a kid, you know, five, six years ago and he was like eighteen or so. And now he's in in university in his later years in university. I think he's getting his master's now, but he was talking about how he was meeting with Trump and um, him and other uh, victims of families, victims um, uh, of families of victims who were gunned down or shot and shot via um, school shootings or other types of atrocities too. Uh, dealing with guns, you know, he was talking about how. Um, you know, Trump, you know, doesn't care. And he did it for optics. He did the press release and he had the conference and then it was just same old, same old, like, and he said that, you know, they didn't have sympathy or care too much when a six-year-old died. You know, they obviously aren't going to do the same when, when his friend was 18 years old, 17 years old at the time, um, was dead. So, He really kind of just was really to the point to the ABC or CBS correspondent that this is a bigger issue. Gun control is a big issue and it needs to be solved like in our lifetime. He was really opting for that. He was really hopeful for that. But he's going to be raising his kids in another country. He's not going to be living in the U.S. for long and wanting to build his life here. And it's all because of the painful and close to home um story, you know his best friend got killed he's he's seen tragedy, and that could have all put, been prevented if more stricter um uh, gun laws and procedures were in place at the beginning this shouldn't be an issue we shouldn't be fighting over gun control, but yet we have seniors you know in our legislatures in Washington and they're they're pulling their weight and they're lagging their feet and they're, they're wasting time when people are dying, people are dying. The other issues that, um, are big progressive issues as well, um, you know, happen to do with job creation here in the U S we need infrastructure, um, Rebuilding and investments toward our aging infrastructure, whether it's our roads, bridges, airports, you name it. $2 trillion is needed to fix our aging infrastructure. So we need to put monies towards that. Is that progressive enough? Yes, it is. Does it make sense? Yes. I'm all for it. We can pay, you know, um, you know, monies for coronavirus upkeep, um, of, you know, people's bills. Uh, That's understandable and that should continue to happen. But also we need to prevent uh, deaths by freak accidents like what happened in the Midwest when that bridge um, collapsed and all those people died on the bridge. Um, Because of aging infrastructure, we don't need um, any other tragedies like that. So we need um, better uh, infrastructure to repair the infrastructure that we already have in the U.S., and then the last two issues I want to talk about are just the path to uh, earn citizenship and then universal access to birth control. You know, it should be easy um for or easier for and um, people who want to come to the US to become citizens. You know, why isn't this information frequently available in places like airports and online on government agency websites, train stations, every port or every entryway where a person can come in who's not american they should be able to if they want to learn easily how to become a citizen you know there people worry so much about illegal immigrants they're still coming in the country and they're not going to stop i don't i don't expect them to i'm not worried about whether they come to the us or not i want them to be able to live um perfectly um imperfectly you know, from their countries of, of, of origin and their nations that aren't treating them right, that are killing them because of their religion or for, for reasons of genocide or for persecution of, of, of their, you know, sexual orientation, because you have some countries that just are not for, you know, LGBTQ folks, et cetera. And that shouldn't happen, but it happens in this, in this modern world, the modern world that we're living in. And so this should be, um, it should be easier, uh, to become a citizen, um, you know, make the process, you know, half as long, um, less costly. Um, and then you wouldn't have such a fight for the folks that are here that, you know, want to have their family members in other countries come, you know, just make it easier. If you made it easy, accessible, possible, then maybe there wouldn't be such of a, back- a backlash. You know, maybe there'd be less xenophobia. You know, because people aren't angry that they can't come here to, to live a a better life, some kind of life than what they're living, you know, in their country back home. You know, if things were so good, they wouldn't be coming here. But things aren't. And that's a problem for the countries of where they're from. But until those countries um, make the lives of their citizens better so that they're not coming here and risking it all, you know, we have to do our part and and make it so that the the danger that they faced getting here, it's it's worth it. And they don't have hassle and 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 nightmares and lawyers' fees and separation from their, their kids and their their parents. You know? That's just that's just what I feel. You know, I love immigrants. You know, our our country, a a huge portion of our country is immigrants. I think it's like 40 percent something like that close to that I'm not sure but it's a lot of it's a lot of people um, make up you know the population of the US and lastly I want to talk about a progressive idea of uh, universal access to birth control um, that should be um, accessible I'm not sure why it's criminalized to um, in some respects just prepare women us women, for um, you know, just safeguarding our bodies, and you know, no one should have to get pregnant because they don't have the the tools, the resources, the money to afford the pills, or their their. It's made harder to get the pills in the first place. No one should have to go to Planned Parenthood for to to get you know all the free condoms, or you know, some lower rates of of IUD or birth control pills. And birth control pills. You know, in pharmacies and such, they should be uh, reasonably low. And that's without insurance. You shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for some birth control and to continually ask your doctor for it um, unless you get bad side effects. Like, sure, consult your doctor once um, to make sure that you're okay to be on that birth control method, especially if it's something like the pill. And then um, be able to purchase it over the counter. You know, if you're signing off on it and you're the one who's using it, and it's not doing any ill effects to your body, and you do not want to have kids at this point in your time in, in your life, you know, you're in your late 20s, maybe early 30s, however, etc. Maybe you want to be on the career path. Maybe you don't want kids. Maybe you want to wait. You know, years down the line, um, you should be able to freely do that and to not have any repercussions. No, oops, babies. No surprises. And you should be forced to have a kid, you know, by um, your partner. Um, And so there needs to be universal access to birth control. I'm all for that. I love all these different uh, issues I cover, and I know that there's more. But I'm going to get to some really interesting news um, in the next segment regarding some of the most progressive cities in the U.S. Mm -hmm. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things that we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and also protect Mother Earth. Um, For the Mother Earth Minutes, there are many different cities that we're going to cover regarding some of their um, ways and policies and ordinances and so many things. Um, when it comes to progressive ideals and um, positions that people can take on issues. Um, one of the first things I want to just cover is that there are many different progressive ideas that a lot of uh, cities are coming upon and are agreeing and adopting. Uh, one such of them is uh, climate change uh, Impact plan. That's the first a tip here is all these different issues that are progressive. Um, limiting inquiries into immigration status, plastic bag fee or a ban, stopping privatization, uh, pre kindergarten for all, and many more progressive topics. And number two, a uh, th- uh, thing that I want to point out is just all the different places people can live all the different uh, cities and different states here in the u.s uh, that have um, a lot of um, progressive uh, representation or people who um, really fight for progressive um, ideas and they're the most forward-thinking and the most modern these are cities that you would love to live in if you identify as a progressive or, or just want to live in these cities. You'll see, you'll see it uh, once you're there and you're living in these cities, how uh, different they are than maybe you're used to or maybe a place that's not so welcoming. And a lot of, all these cities were from this paper and I found it, uh, Pew Research Center did a, uh, had a whole article on this paper, but the paper itself, I'll link it in the description uh section or the show notes for the podcast episodes called representation in municipal government and it's from chris um from ucla and christopher warsaw from mit they did this paper in 2014 and they looked at many different uh, issues that are progressive and then they uh, did survey research and uh, collected the data points and measured which cities in the US, the top 50 were the most progressive cities to live in. So I'm going to start bottom to top with uh, number 50 at the top and then the, the top one or the first city or the most progressive city at the bottom. So the 50th city, number 50, is uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Number 49 is Phoenix, Arizona. Number 48 is Lexington, Kentucky. Number 47 is Riverside, California. Number 46 is El Paso, Texas. Number 45 is Louisville, Kentucky. Number 44 is Indianapolis, Indiana. Number 43 is Tampa, Florida. Number 42 is Charlotte, North Carolina. Number 41 is Toledo, Ohio. Number 40 is Houston, Texas. Number 39 is Santa Ana, California. Number 38 is Cincinnati, Ohio. Number 37 is Tucson, Arizona. Number 36 is Albuquerque, New Mexico. Number 35 is Dallas, Texas. Number 34 is Columbus, Ohio. Number 33 is Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Number 32 is Long Beach, California. Number 31, most progressive city is Raleigh, North Carolina. Number 30 is San Jose, California. Number 29 is Sacramento, California. Number 28 is Memphis, Tennessee. Number 27 is San Diego, California. Number 26 is Honolulu, Hawaii. Number 25 is Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Then uh, number 24 is Cleveland, Ohio. Number 23 is Miami, Florida. Number 22 is Atlanta, Georgia. Number 21 is Newark, New Jersey. Number 20 is Denver, Colorado. Number 19 is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Number 18, most progressive city is Los Angeles, California. Number 17 is New Orleans, Louisiana. Number 16 is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania number 15 is St. Louis, Missouri. Number 14 is Austin, Texas. Number 13 is St. Paul, uh, Paul, 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 Minnesota or St. Paul, St. Paul, Michigan. St. Paul, Minnesota. St. Paul, Michigan. Number 12 is Portland, Oregon. Number 11 Number 11 uh, is uh, Chicago, Illinois. Number 10 is Baltimore, Maryland. Number 9 is Buffalo, New York. Number 8 uh, is New York City, New York. Number 7 is Detroit, Michigan. Um, and uh, number 6 is... And Minneapolis, Minnesota. Number five is Boston, Massachusetts. Number four is Oakland, California, most progressive city. Number three is Seattle, Washington. Number two, coming in at number two, is Washington, D.C., our nation's capital here in the U.S. And number one, the most progressive city as of the rating and the research is San Francisco, California. fact of the day is that California requires all new trucks and vans to be electric beginning in 2045. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club's Sierra Magazine in a September-October 2020 issue. company spotlight is the segment in which we are right now and it's one of my favorite ones on the whole green Thoughts program and as you know in many different podcast episodes or if you're new Uh, to the Green Thoughts program. It's where I cover different environmental companies and services all across the globe from different countries. And I review them or I at least talk about them on some uh, way where I review their strength of uh, products, um, their history, their sustainability, uh, how long they've been around and try to give you the best overview uh, if I don't review the product or service itself so that you can get a better picture of Uh, that particular company maybe it fits your needs whether it's beauty whether it's food and snacks whether it is a service uh, an app on your phone so many things I've covered I've done uh, probably you know close to you know 200 probably or so um, different reviews of companies and so you know everyone is new every which one I talk about is new Um, maybe to you but some of them are new for me but I do uh, have a love for like all the companies that I happen to review and some of the ones of course that I have you know bought products from um, shared information about come back to regularly so um, I'm doing I've been doing a lot of um, different reviews of different companies and their products and services since February 2019 and I have a new one for you and it's one I'm I'm pretty interested in and uh, I like uh, what it is and I want to talk about it now so the company is called by humankind so every day 28 tons 28 thousand tons of single-use plastic is disposed into our oceans but with by humankind you can help change that of course Brian Buschel is the CEO, and he first realized firsthand the problem, and he will not contribute to the plastic waste problem. Uh, While on the trip to Thailand, he got inspired, and he thought this is an idea and a movement to get behind to reducing plastic waste as much as possible. And by switching to the products of by humankind, things can really change for you so you can definitely save roughly five pounds of single-use plastic waste from entering our environment over the next 12 months a year alone if not more so definitely by humankind is committed to all types of sustainability measurements first off you can see it in their packaging they're shipped uh, their products are shipped in hundred percent earth-friendly packaging and they definitely have reusable packaging as well Their ingredients are good for you and you can check them out on their site specifically. It's buyhumankind.com and then going to learn at the top of the website. They are a proud carbon neutral company and they do offset plastic use. Uh, You can offset your plastic use uh, through them at $8 a month. Uh, The first thing is that it uh, ensures that you can subscribe to monthly plastic offsets. Uh, to offset essentially uh, all the plastic waste footprint of your entire routine that you've had and that each month you'll help remove 22 pounds of ocean-bound plastic waste from our environment which is equivalent to uh, the average per capita plastic footprint here in the U.S. Now, Humankind has so many different products uh, many of them Uh, You know, may float your boat. Some of them you may, you know, be trying for the first time. Uh, Very different in the packaging. Very minimalistic. Very small. I love it. Very cute. Um, They have the body wash. They have conditioner. They have cotton swabs. They have deodorant, floss, hand sanitizer. Also hand soap, mouthwash, shampoo, toothpaste, and also sets. Like their daily routine sets. Dental routine sets, shower routine sets, and also travel sets, too. Now, I haven't experienced using Humankind, I make that plainly clear. Um, it's one of the few companies of the ones I've done in all the segments of the Eco Company Spotlight that I haven't done, but it's one of the ones that I've had on my list to try for like three years. I just hadn't had it uh, gotten around to uh, buying their products because I love my, you know, my bamboo uh, toothbrush that I use. I use a whole set I have of them and then my rail uh, toothpaste, that's what I have, and then my uh, flossers. Uh, I need to switch out my flossers though because I use the, the ones that are the plastic ones that I just check in the recycling after I'm done with them. But that's one of the ones that I want to. Change one of the components of my um, hygiene routine, my um, teeth care, tooth care that I do want to change. Um, But I will be buying some of their products definitely, and I had um, a a bit of um, selections. Uh, of different products to choose from so I'm always down to get a new hand sanitizer I've talked about other brands and companies that have hand sanitizers too of course eco-friendly ones and anytime I see one of those oh I'm definitely buying it because you can never really get enough hand sanitizer we all know this uh, from the coronavirus pandemic but also just being one to carry that around I love my hand sanitizer so I'm going to definitely buy that Uh, the floss I want to get onto their floss because they have the reels and they have refills for all their products too. So that's a wonderful thing. Um, and there's also the, the Dob kit travel bag. It's $30. I may get that. Um, because I do, I do have a, my own, uh, small makeup bag, but I don't really use it or take it out anywhere or anything like that. So who knows? Maybe I'll think about getting that travel bag. Um, I'll definitely try out the the deodorant for example because it is refillable too and I may like it you know I, I do love um, clean natural organic deodorants one with less and less ingredients so I'm, I'm all for trying a new deodorant. if I like it I'll definitely stick with it and then the toothpaste tablets I may get maybe one um, purchase of that who knows but I'll have to see a little bit more reviews and testimonials like on somewhere like YouTube about it. Um, But I did want to talk a little bit about their products. So it's great for all those who want to go zero waste or who want to minimize waste um, and um, green up their beauty care routine um, because they have so many different products to choose from. But currently for me, I use the Royale toothpaste. It comes in the pump form. And I featured that as an Eco Company Spotlight segment in episode 96, What is Bamba Genesis? And and, uh, it is going strong. I love that toothpaste. A whole pump um, bottle full will last like a year and a few months. Like that is insane for toothpaste. But, you know, there are some people who go through toothpaste tubes in three months, four months. But for me, I let my $14 for that pump stretch. Um, so I'm going to be kind of sad if I have to find a toothpaste, um, alternative, but it's, it is reducing plastic, which is what I want, but I can also reuse that bottle for other things. So I'm going to have to see, I'm going to have to do some due diligence and maybe I will do so with, uh, the toothpaste, um, tablets from by humankind. I can really get on that. You know, who knows if I, if I really love the tablets, maybe I'll consider, um, buying those, but I'll talk about that a little bit later too. Um, but I, I, I did talk about, um, you know, the, the, what is bombogenesis and, you know, the storms and how they form and then nor'easters, how they're formed via bombogenesis and they're usually on the East coast in the U S. So it's a great episode to check out if you want to learn a little bit more about Royale and that toothpaste too. Um, I love that by humankind has cool, like really, um, great reusable packaging. Like you could reuse um, their the floss containers or the toothpaste containers or the mouthwash containers and you can even choose not to have a container with your product when it ships to you. Their containers they have um, them as $1, $3 $5 price containers in US currency of course and then the refills are $24 or $30 depending on the product that you're trying to get. They have subscriptions available for their products so if you can you choose to opt to get the subscription a service then for either the products and getting those refills shipped to you, that's fine. Or you could just buy the product once or twice or depending on whatever you want to re- re-up on the product. Um, but I didn't like some of the pricing of some of their products. So, um, like for example, a $45 soap set, you only get three bars and that's you know $15 per bar, but you could find cheaper bundles on a small business site like Etsy, where there are tens of thousands of sellers. You know, you could pick, um, you know, immigrant sellers, you could pick women sellers, you could pick any type of seller. Um, you could, you know, get special deals, whatever you could search for whatever you want in a soap bar. But you know, I, I recently purchased, you know, bulk soap and I got like a uh, 10 bars of For 30 dollars you know versus uh, here with you know by humankind you know three bars for $45 that's not the best deal you know and then I also bought some shampoo bars they were like uh, smaller but I got like you know a lot of soap uh, soaps out of that I got like you know 16 bars of soap uh, a lot of bars of soap for you know like $30 or so too It it was not too bad of a price but the point is that I got more for my money so if you are Edging on that and want to get more for your money, maybe the soap isn't the best thing to get, but there are other products that you could get from By Humankind that will get, uh, get you the most for your money. Um, and also, the toothpaste tablets that I worked out the price you get 60 tablets, which, if you brush in the morning and evening, that's two uh, tablets a day, you know, which is good for you know 30 days or so, which is usually a month. Um, But it's priced at fifteen dollars. So if you want enough tablets for the year That's gonna run you one hundred and eighty dollars just for the toothpaste tablets You know, I don't know how much you could be saving with a subscription of it But I'm not sure but that's just the toothpaste alone. That's if you're wanting to you know buy tablets every single month um, and it be fifteen dollars every month um, you know those sixteen those sixty tablets um, I just don't see that as an economic gain. And I bought my Real toothpaste for like $15. That one pump lasts me a year and some months. You know, comparing that to the tablets that I'm going to have to pay, you know, like like a lot more money. Like 10 times, more than 10 times that, uh, you know, for the whole year. I, I'm just not uh, really liking that setup. But maybe there are those who want to try, you know, to... To do different things with their care um, and, you know, want to uh, spend that extra money, do so. But just be wary, you know, figure out what you're willing to pay for whatever product and see if it um, surpasses um, your expectations or what you're already currently using. So for me, I'm going to give this company and their products in their makeup a 4.5 out of 5 green thumbs up. Now, Buy Humankind can be found online, uh, mainly on their website for sure, because a lot of that um, is where you can, where their products, you can find that on their website. So you can go to Buy Humankind, that's B Y, and then Human, and then Kind.com. Uh, and then also Buy Humankind, you can reach out to them on their social media platform pages. You can check them out on Facebook at Buy Humankind. They're on Instagram at Buy Humankind, they're on LinkedIn at Buy Humankind, they're on Twitter, same thing at Buy Humankind, and also on YouTube at Buy Humankind. Now, to contact Buy Humankind, just go to the website again, buyhumankind.com, and then check out the bottom of their website to contact them. I really hope that you took an interest into a little bit more of what your city is doing to become more progressive. Or if you're thinking about changing and upping and leaving your city, good. You know, maybe you'll want to take a look at some of the cities I listed and talked about uh, from the Mother Earth Minutes segment and, you know, consider making any of those cities your new home. Um, You know, I'm, I'm happy that some of the cities here and the DMV made it onto the list. But I'm not surprised, you know, that, you know, there are other cities, you know, in places like uh, California and Texas, Arizona made it on the list too. Because, you know, these places have had long histories, uh, you know, many marches, many laws, many movements that have kind of progressed them to the point where, yeah, they're seen as more uh, socially accepting of certain things uh, or, um, you know, more... um, uh, pronounced or more fighting for different issues maybe in conservative places in the U.S. wouldn't necessarily fight for. Um, but whatever city you choose, just be safe. Um, you know, do your research and, and, and find out, you know, all that you can about the city, the, the area. Um, and if it's the right choice for you, then I suggest, you know, getting on board and just uh, see where life takes you. See if that city is a place that you can call your new home. Um, I'm, I'm happy that a lot of the places that were talked about in the news portion in the US and the UK um that they are progressive enough in so many different ways and um you know for all those who live in those um, cities you know generally uh, people are happier places like uh those that are more socialist um leaning with their economies with their collective uh, action and, and non-individualistic views of things and more um, social in their programs and support and community building places like um, uh, Norway or Finland, Scandinavian countries, they're Sweden, gen- they're generally happier um, than anything and they don't need a lot of money Um, you know, unlike here in the U S where everything seems to revolve around money, but they're happier. Um, and so, you know, consider that maybe you want to visit one of the, uh, countries that happen to be more socialist, uh, or, you know, one of the places in the UK that are even more progressive. Uh, I hope that this, you know, episode, you know, kind of wants you to, um, kind of makes you think that, you know, you should travel more. Um, I love traveling. I want to do more of that in years to come. So this episode kind of sparked that interest in me too. And uh, I'm I'm glad to have covered this uh, topic and, you know, sparked a bit of discussion around it, Uh, even if it was a little bit political. So um, until next time, please be safe out there. And I will be doing another podcast episode coming soon. But until then, as always, please take care of yourselves and also please take care of the planet. See ya!